Welcome back to the Keen Lake Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hey, this is Jake coming live solo this evening from the Lakeview East Chicago, Illinois International Recording Studios of this fine podcast. I'll be, uh, as I mentioned, doing this one all by my lonesome. Won't be here too long. Won't take up too much of your time today, but just wanted to check back in and say hello. You know, it's been about a month since we published our latest podcast, and we've been a pretty consistent podcast about uh, releasing at least one episode per month, per week, uh, over the last three years. And ever since the uh, beginning of this year, been faltering a little bit on the consistency of releasing podcasts. And like the whiskey that we drink and the bottles that they are procured in with the labels in front of those on front of those bottles, we'd like to have full transparency. And so I'd like to do that here with my words and the reasoning of why the Key in the Lake podcast hasn't been consistently published as it once was. I started this podcast um, more than three years ago with the idea of telling stories behind the bottle, talking to my friends in the whiskey industry, and hopefully growing those conversations from people I did know out to a greater audience with people I didn't know. And really telling and releasing the stories of these individuals who make up the whiskey industry. For, I would say, about three years, we were very, very consistent on releasing at least one episode per week. Sometimes even more, um, and never really anything less. But over the last couple years, um, especially since we started coming out of the pandemic, my job with Star Wars Whiskey has become, it's been dedicated, I've taken up more of my life, I've dedicated more of my life to it, it's become, I've gained, I've garnered more responsibility in my position, which is great, Um, I guess I've been promoted a couple times here or there, if you will, Um, I don't know if that's the exact phrasing of it, but more responsibility has been put upon my shoulders, and I've dedicated more time to that, and after you know, working all day in the whiskey industry, whatever that might entail, if even if it's just an admin day of doing emails, doing some design work, having some meetings, or like my typical day of going out and visiting retailers, going to visit bars, having meetings, trying to get placements, um, or traveling across the country, which a lot of my job entails these days. Sometimes you just don't want to do more whiskey stuff, and you just want to sit down and watch a basketball game. You just want to sit down and have a conversation with your wife and walk your dog. So, as my life has become more succumbed by whiskey, which is a great thing because I absolutely love my position, um, I just have had less time to dedicate to the podcast in that sense. But it's not that's not the full story of why we're not releasing as many podcasts or I guess I take it upon myself because I'm the one who kind of runs everything over here for the podcast uh, of why we haven't been consistent in releasing episodes. Yes, it's hard to get guests and to you know work with people's schedules and 
figure out all of that. Also, we're a podcast that doesn't like to do Zoom recordings or anything along those lines. Yes, we've done it in the past. We did it over COVID at the height of COVID when the pandemic was completely negating us from having in-person conversations. But ever since we really could open up and have in-person conversations, like when Fountainhead opened up their upstairs bar to us to record outside on the roof deck in the summer of 2020, We've been pretty much doing in-person conversations since then for the last, oh gosh, probably 21 to 22 months. So we don't really rely on Zoom calls and it's just harder to have those, you know, get people, get new people, new guests. If it's me traveling to a city or folks coming here to Chicago, whatever it may be. Yes, that's part of one of the difficulties. But really, what the main reason of why I haven't been releasing as many podcasts is really due to something that's altered my life over the last uh, seven to eight months. Something that unexpectedly um, changed me, um, and not for the best. And it's quite ironic. Um, as I mentioned, I travel a lot for my job. Uh, I'm a brand ambassador for Star Wars Whiskey. For anybody who's out there listening, and if it's the first podcast you've listened to from Kena Lake, you might want to go back and listen to some other ones. This is going to get a little deep here. Um, nothing too serious, just just a little deep uh, dive into what's been going on in my life personally. But uh, as a brand ambassador, I kind of control the central states, and I also help out in the West Coast and East Coast Um with single barrel sales for kind of running the operation of our single barrel apartment here in the United States. Our, our distillery is based in Australia for anybody who doesn't know. So, um, I'm kind of on the road a lot (laughs) more than just a bit. And I love traveling. Traveling has been one of my passions in life before I could even ever do it. My, my goal as a kid was to escape the golden abyss, which I called Des Moines, Iowa or Iowa in general that really, tortured me as a kid growing up there because it was so mundane, so average and nothing, there's no great adventure. I felt, I felt waiting me in the arms of Iowa. So I always wanted to travel. And when I had the opportunity to do so starting in college, I really never looked back. And, um, I was fortunate enough to marry a wife, marry a woman that also enjoys traveling as much as I do and 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 we really kind of have that that uh that bond over traveling over the last nine years we've been together and I love whiskey um some of you might know my grandfather was an engineer at Jim Beam I've had conversations about whiskey I feel like my entire life and when I had the opportunity to enter this the whole alcohol industry eight nine years ago um I kind of went full in uh, dove straight in using any any kind of passion, any kind of talent I had just to stay in the beer, whiskey, alcohol world. And over the last six, seven years working in marketing departments, being an ambassador, whatever it may be in the whiskey industry, um, I've completely fallen in love with whiskey um, in a whole different way, in a way of selling it, essentially, and marketing it. So... I really got to combine, I'm as, as a brand ambassador, I get to combine the passions of travel, my passion of whiskey. And you'd think, wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. You're a pretty fortunate dude to make a living doing something you love, even though, um, you know, travel takes away time from your family, takes time away from your loved ones, takes time away just for being at peace, being at ease. And 
it's a bit of an irony, but uh, over the last seven to eight months, um, I've had a life altering, <laughs> uh, not moment, but just a life altering effect in the sense that I've developed crippling anxiety when it comes to travel. Um, it started off in airplanes where uh, I've been traveling essentially professionally my entire adult, adult life for anywhere between the last 12 to 15 years um, just for professional reasons. And I've probably flown over a million miles in my lifetime. And all of a sudden, sitting on a flight uh, last August, I started to develop an anxiety and I didn't really ever have anxiety in my life. Sure, I've had some minor bouts of anxiety when dealing with uh, major, you know, life altering changes in my, in, you know, that have occurred in the sense of maybe losing a job or transitioning jobs or taking less paid to go do something I love. And some of those brought on panic and anxiety or whatever it may be. And of course, you know, you still wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> dreaming that you missed a, you missed class an entire semester and you realize, how am I going to do this? And you, when you wake up, you have a slight dread of panic inside of you. And then you sit back and think, well, is it just a dream? And then you really start to sit back and think about it and unravel it a little bit more and think, well, who the fuck cares? It's just college. <laughs> but uh, my experience with anxiety has come from sitting on airplanes and it's not the sense of dying or sense of crashing it's just a sense of dread of of being stuck in a place and i'm not going to go into full details of <laughs> what this anxiety does to my body or what it does to my mind but um it started off slowly uh occurring here and there on flights for a couple months you know if you'd grade it out between a one and a ten ten being the highest anxiety sometimes it was a two sometimes it was a seven and then one time it got to like an eight or a nine and I was flying into Nashville, which, you know, if anybody's been to Nashville, it's a great, great fucking city to visit. And I get the opportunity to go there quite frequently and I didn't want to do anything. It's just town bustling of nightlife. There's always something to do, somewhere to drink, something to go eat, somewhere to go have a good laugh and listen to awesome music and drink great spirits. But I was so consumed by anxiety that I went back to my, I went to my, straight to my uh, hotel, checked in and was afraid to leave my room. I was completely succumbed to this panic of terror. Um, and it was a, mostly a terror of the unknown because I never really had this happen to me, not at this level. I eventually like went down to the hotel bar and just got like a cheeseburger and I couldn't sit, sit at ease. I was cold. I remember like looking around, there's maybe like eight people in this big bar and restaurant and just being completely off kiltered, um, not centered at all, not able just to relax and sit and be calm. So I ate quickly and I went to bed and I woke up the next day and did my usual routine and went and worked out. I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I I've fought my demons of depression and um maybe the small anxiety I've had in my life. I've battled that through working out. Working out's been always the great reliever of anything that's been wrong in my life. And I always encourage people to work out. And I don't know if I didn't have that discipline of working out my entire life what my mind would be like. I've always said I've 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 felt with depression 
since I can never remember. It's probably since I was 11 or 12 years old. And it's been ugly at certain points. I've talked about on this podcast. I'm not going to go into a depth de- into depth of it now, but yeah, I didn't have anxiety in my life, but I did have depression and working out was just the ultimate medicine for it. And I thought that running and, you know, doing kettlebell workouts could be, could be the pill that relieves me from anxiety. So I remember working out that day and I met with my sales rep. He picked me up from the hotel. I, you know, pressed my shirt, put my, put my jacket on, went down, um, met, uh, my sales rep. He picked me up, had a cup of coffee, we, you know, laughing, having a good time talking about, like, yeah, we're going to sell some barrels today. And we were really excited to sell some of these new casts that we'd never, um, you know, new spirits. We never had an opportunity to sell in America. And the first time we were doing it was down in Nashville on this day last fall and about a half an hour into the ride I just kind of started getting faintly dizzy and I started kind of getting uh I could tell my heart was accelerating there's a tightness in my chest and there was this heat running through my body and I this is what I feel on airplanes and I started to feel it for the very first time inside of another mode of transportation the situational anxiety that had come only through airplanes was now transferred over into automobiles. And I had to kind of lie and just tell, you know, my, my sales rep, like, Hey, can we pull over? And I just need to the bathroom real quick, drink too much coffee. When in reality I knew what was happening, I was having a panic attack. So I pulled over and used the restroom, came back in and I held it together for the next maybe 15 minutes or so we had left in our ride. And, you know, an hour later, we're back in the car and the same thing happens again. And you could kind of tell like something was up. And Chandler, the guy I was with, he's a good dude. And just like, are you doing all right? I'm like, you know, I, I, I started having these slight anxiety while flying and I'm kind of having it today. And he's like, oh. Well, that's, dude, like, I totally understand how you feel. And we ended up um, having this more camaraderie built off of shared experience with anxiety, and it helped to really talk about it. Um, didn't cure it, but it helped to feel that you weren't alone in that situation. So time goes on, and uh, I'm still traveling, you know, almost every other week towards the end of the year, and flying would... <sighs> You know, it would waver. It would be from, like I said, a two or a three to an eight at extreme. And my last trip of the year of 2021, I just, uh, I was so not myself, I guess is the best way to put it, unraveled by this stress of traveling um, that I started to come home from work trips at the end of last year and just need to crawl into a ball onto a couch and not do anything just feel settled into my couch into my bed into my home where I felt at ease and at peace I didn't feel at peace but I felt safe and not scared to be where I was but scared to be anywhere else these these days of travel not only messed with my mind and my body on those actual days of traveling, but it started to affect the day before I left. 
it started to affect the day after I got home. The stress was mounting 24 hours in advance. I was afraid to drink water. I was afraid to eat anything. I would dehydrate and sometimes, you know, unintentionally fast for like 24, 26 hours because I just didn't want anything in my system. I thought that would help ease the anxiety, but it didn't. It doesn't, (laughs) really. I uh, I started seeing a therapist again, um, again for like the first time in over a decade to help with this. I am taking, you know, every measure possible to counteract this. But um, as my travels began in 2022, the anxiety was only getting worse and heightening. And those days before and after that would kind of put me in a very... Uh, a twisted state, an unrelaxed state, started spreading to being two to three days before I'd fly. I'd start experiencing anxiety about flying. Um, I'd come home and let's say I got home, I got one o'clock in the afternoon from the airport from a work trip. I would just come to the couch and just lay down. I would just like, didn't want to move. Didn't want to be anywhere else. It's taken a toll on my work, um, which is unfortunate. I actually haven't really admitted this to anybody other than my wife um, and my therapist, I guess, too. That as a brand ambassador, um, working for a distillery I absolutely love, for a boss that I absolutely adore, um, he took a chance on me three years ago to... Um, to be his first employee in the U.S. And I owe him so much because there's plenty of other well-qualified candidates out there. But uh, my boss, Dave, I think he recognized my passion and my dedication, not just to whiskey, but just to doing my best um, in anything that I'm doing, anything that I'm attempting to do. Uh, And that determination as like a former athlete growing up and having that competitive spirit has helped me get through these last uh, eight months or so with dealing anxiety because I don't want to hide from it. I want to attack it head on. But at the same time, it's been a gamble of emotions on a daily basis, not knowing what I'm going to draw. And I get so overwhelmed by this anxiety that I really can't focus on everything that I need to accomplish um, when it comes to my work life and my personal life. And in that personal life, uh, there's this podcast. You know, it's a passion project of mine to do what we do through this. Um, Since day one, when I first started doing the podcast with Wilson to the transition of doing it with Wilson and Calum and mostly Calum in the last um, year or something along those lines, I've, I love, I love doing this. It's a lot of work. (laughs) Um, we don't make any money from it, but it's really neat to get to talk to people from not just across the U S but all across the world about whiskey. Uh, like I said, something that I truly adore and truly love is whiskey and everything that comes around this industry, everything that makes it the incredible, just 
job. Or I mean, it's hard to call it a job some days. Not all days, but some days. <laughs> but just to get my job done, it's taking a lot more effort these days. A lot more focus days when I would maybe be home or working from a coffee shop that would be like a six to eight hour day sometimes takes 10 to 12 hours to accomplish everything when my anxiety is so high and so on the forefront of my mind that I know I'm getting in the airplane the next day. I It's hard for me to relax and slow down. So I think the... Uh, the consistency of this podcast, the quality of this podcast, if there ever was any, has suffered from that because I just want to make sure that I can do my job right and also that I can still be a good friend and a good husband, a good son. And really just through that long-winded explanation is why the podcast has suffered over the last few months and the last few weeks, I should say. But really the last few months, because I don't know if we've done our best to deliver the quality of um, consistency in guests or topic of conversation, maybe, or having more people kind of involved in the conversations that we're having, not just having Calm and I on the microphones talking about, you know, being ambassadors and market managers in the whiskey world. Um, I apologize to any guests out there who I said, hey, let's do a podcast <laughs> in the last couple of months. And, you know, I initiate the conversation, but then I just can't follow through because I don't have, I literally don't have the bandwidth to focus on everything Keen the Lake. And, you know, I, I'll put out posts here and there about something happening and, <sighs> You know, I just, it's, it's, uh, it's stressful. Um, it's stressful to not know what your, how your mind is going to react when you wake up in the morning. If I can even fall asleep for that matter, <laughs> some nights. Now, not to focus completely on the negatives, there is positives, um, in life. And I just really urge people, if you are having any, Thing, if you're experiencing anything like this is to literally talk to somebody, but also take action. I've really found meditation to be a great equalizer, um, breath work, maybe even more importantly, just an appreciation for yourself to realize that your, your, your heart can be opened up. There is hope in the world. And like, if you'd let God's light shine through, and I don't mean in like a religious way, but just God isn't... <laughs> something that drives us all together, that creates this life, that lets the great world spin through trees, you know, just rustling in the air as wind blows through them to a man and a woman having conversation over coffee in a coffee shop anywhere in the world to a glass of whiskey that we get to share sometime in the future or the people you get to smile with on every single day. Inside all those experiences is love and hope. It just takes your mind and your willingness and your love for yourself to open up and see it.
I um, I hope people aren't going through this. When I first started to realize what was happening to my body a few months ago and what was happening to my mind, um, I remember having a conversation with my wife around the holidays when uh, I was probably at my worst with this anxiety, at least to that point. And I was like, I would never want my worst enemy to experience this. I don't think I have any enemies, so that's good too. <laughs> but I just feel, I can't imagine it's what people with worse anxiety do than I have. And this whole experience has made me have a lot more empathy for others. Not saying I didn't already, but I just have to, I just take a step back now and do less judging and more accepting of everybody's personal situation in this world, which I think we can all do a lot of that <laughs> these days. Have some self-reflection, but have also have some reflection and appreciation for everyone around us. There's a lot more I, I could talk about, a lot more I could go on, but I'm already over 20 minutes in this conversation with myself, to you, the listener, dear listener, hello. How are you? But I just wanted people to know why we weren't releasing as many podcasts right now. Um, Callum is fully aware of what's happening in my life. Um, Wilson is too. And they're just kind of like, you know, we'll do the podcast whenever you can, uh, when you're ready. And I'm ready. Like it's, I have taken some necessary steps to to cope and live with what's happening to my body to something that literally appeared in my life, I would say out of thin air. I'm sure there's much more of a triggering reason or reason to be triggered inside my mind that I don't completely understand right now that set this whole thing off. But as easily as all this anxiety unwantingly appeared in my life, I hope it'll ease, easily fade away. Um, and that's not just through hope <laughs> and uh, wishful thinking. It's through uh, hard work and a dedication to, uh, to understand my mind, to understand my body, and to understand that even though this is a very difficult burden thrown upon me, it's also there's also a silver lining in it where you can start to, to really feel and understand what your mind and your body, how they're connected. And I think how we're connected to so many others. I think a lot of this anxiety is almost like a shared experience that we're all unfortunately having because of the pandemic and the way our lives were so quickly altered. I know so many other people that have started feeling anxiety and feeling depression just over the last couple of years. And like I said before on this podcast, um, we've talked a lot about mental health over the last few years on podcasts. Dealing with the whiskey industry and working in an industry where you can easily abuse alcohol to help to help cope with whatever might be going on in your life, and it's not not a positive thing to do whatsoever. Even though, as I sit here and uh, have a little dream of one of my favorite bourbons, shout out to the Henrys up there in Wisconsin. Alcohol is an absolute crutch. It is a short-term fix that will never 
help you adjust to a long-term problem. I, uh, I hope for anybody out there that needs anything in life that you do reach out to somebody who can help you through anything because I've had amazing help from my loved ones. And it's just nice that there's still a lot of listeners and people around on the Instagram um, that we've met through this podcast to just have uh, goofy conversations with. If it might be about how terrible uh, Everton Football Club is or, you know, what whiskey festivals we're, we're going to or if it's even about work selling single barrels. Um, you know, really anything. Recommendations of restaurants and bars. It's been real cool. Uh to see how we are connected and how there's a lot of positivity comes out of uh, this whole social media and this whole this whole uh, this whole world being turned upside down the last couple of years and us uh, walking around in this great great long arduous path and finding our feet and finding our balance and that's what I'm doing right now with this uh, whole anxiety problem but we'll get under control. We'll have some more guests. We are uh, we are doing. Um, uh, well, I'm doing a May the Fourth Star Wars Day single barrel Star Wars tasting. The one day that our great Australian distillery embraces the confusion between Star Wars and Star Wars whiskey. The combination of one of my favorite movie franchises with one of my absolute favorite whiskeys. Uh, we have that going on. We uh, just announced our uh, World Whiskey Day tasting as well, which actually as this comes out today on Tuesday, April 26th, we'll be announcing um, the time and how you will, could potentially win a spot to one of our as, for one of our 50 virtual tasting kits and listen along to six different distilleries and drink a whiskey from each one of those distilleries as well. Um, and be a part of the conversation where you can ask questions to the makers, ambassadors, and distillers of the distilleries that we are interviewing throughout the day on World Whiskey Day, May 21st. We also have um, another tasting coming up that I can't talk too much about right now, but that will also be fun. Oh, along with uh, World Whiskey Day, Callum is going to be unfortunately unable to attend. We So we have a very special guest host who is going to be helping us out on May 21st, World Whiskey Day, virtual tasting, presented by Keen the Lake, hosted by the beer seller Glenn Ellen. Ellen, Ellen. And that special guest is a drum roll, please. Go ahead, Lola. Is the one and only Chris Blantner also known as the Urban Bourbonist. So Chris is going to help us host. Uh, Wilson and I will be hosting along with Chris, um, interviewing all these distilleries and being in part of the fun. So stay tuned for that. Look at our Instagram post to see how you can win a spot to be one of the virtual, uh, to win one of the virtual tasting kits and to actually be on the Zoom call to ask questions to our guests. Um, if you don't win a spot, you can also visit us at the Glen Ellen that Saturday and have a beer, taste some whiskey for free, 
maybe get some uh, discounted whiskey, win some prizes, um, and be a part of the action there. Or if you don't live in Chicago area, you could go to our to uh, the Glen or uh, the Beer Cellars Facebook page because we will be live streaming it from there. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for that and some more fun things to come. You know, there's some positivity coming out of this. Um, we do have some great uh, episodes lined up. Um, with some guests, even maybe my boss is coming on this podcast finally after many years of teasing it. But um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Uh, thanks for listening if you're still here. Um, and just, you know, guys, reach out if you need help. Uh, make sure to take care of yourselves. Make sure to take care of the, pe- around the, uh, take care of the people that you love the most, the ones that are around you. And someone's right there or someone's going to be there later today, later tonight, whenever you listen to this, reach out, grab their hand. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Tell somebody you love them. And raise a glass to all of us. Cheers, dudes and babes. Have a good one.